one of the worst things, some of my worst memories is when you were hearing, when you were hearing the shouts, the screams and the cries of an officer in distress, an officer needs help call, and they are not telling you where they are. You, you hear this just radio silence. You might hear people in their body cam footage saying, call it out, call it out, call it out. They're asking, they're begging, we need to know where you are. Get ready for the uncloseted conservative hour you've been waiting for. No censors, no fake news, just facts and the freedom to speak them. Friends, if you are still in the conservative closet, I've got one question for you. Why? We've sat in silence. We've been on the sidelines for years. How has it been working out? That's why it's an uncloseted conservative revolution right here, right now. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host, the original uncloseted conservative. You might notice that things look different today, and that is because I, like a dodo, left some gear in Virginia Beach when I was at Clay Clark's Reawaken America tour. Uh, Not to worry, some of the gear I'm getting back and some of the gear I'm replacing because the last few days were uh, Amazon Prime Day, so I... Uh, I, I did the thing, guys. I, I bought some stuff from Amazon. Uh, but, you know, don't cancel me yet. Guys, the show is presented by Birch Gold Group. Birch is the best in the biz for securing the value of your hard-earned savings in precious metals IRAs. If you don't know what a precious metal IRA is, if you don't know how to get one started, if you don't know how it hedges against inflation, which we're seeing, I think they released 9.1% the other day, Feels like 45, 55, 60% inflation, uh, but the government says, the authorities say that it's only 9.1%. If you want to learn about how to hedge against that inflation, this bite inflation, then text Mobley to 989898. Guys, you're not going to be made to buy anything. You're not going to be made to open an account, but you are going to get informed. And facts and information is what you need in times of uncertainty. Okay, don't go pulling all of your money out of the stock market. If you've got existing savings, IRA, 401k, maybe you've got a ton of cash buried in your backyard or in your mattress, that cash is not worth much, guys. Gold and silver, they're intrinsically valuable. You don't have to just get a safe and pile up on physical gold. Physical silver, if that's your style, great. If it's not, get a precious metals IRA. It's the next best thing. Text Mobley to 989898 to learn more about that. Guys, huge thanks to MyPillow for being a sponsor of the show. MyPillow, awesome products. I can see my arms waving here. Hey, if you're a podcast or radio listener, you got to watch the video for this because this is pretty, this is pretty wild. Uh, but anyway, guys, go over to MyPillow.com. Use promo code Mobley anywhere on the website or you can see those discounts presented on the front end. If you type in mypillow.com slash mobile, you'll see the discounts, guys. You can save up to 66%. All right. So if you 
So uh, the thumbnail for this, again, if you're a podcast or radio listener, you didn't, but we are uh, we are diving into the whole, the whole Uvalde um, school shooting police response, okay? I've I've made limited remarks about it. Um, I, I am one of those people. I wanted to wait for all of the facts to come out. Uh, guys, I, I, all of the facts that we're going to get are out, okay? The Texas, um, uh, not Attorney General, the Texas uh, Director of the Department of Health and Safety or Public Safety, uh, his presentation was a scathing rebuke against the police response, against the police chief there um, who, who acted as incident commander. Um, if you saw those videos, I'll just say I completely agree. This is not the type of show where we offer trigger warnings, uh, but we are looking at just about the entire footage. So, of course, the entire footage is over. You know, it, it's almost 80, 85 minutes long. So we're speeding some of it up. Uh, but we are looking at the entirety of the police footage. I'm going to be, I, I cut it down to about 12, 13 minutes of real time uh, footage of us watching. Um, so, hey, if you are that podcast, that radio listener, this would be an excellent episode to go and watch. You can watch on Rumble. Guys, I am putting this on YouTube. And for you YouTube manual reviewer out there, um, listen with your listening ears for just a second, okay? Uh, this video is, it, it is a critique, it's a commentary, but it also has tremendous educational uh, value. I am a former law enforcement officer. I served in the United States military for 11 years. I have lots of tactical training uh, and I've, I'm a firearms instructor myself. I have more than uh, the layperson's skills with hand-to-hand -hand combat, uh, with force-on-force -force combat, and with the safe handling and use of firearms. Uh, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about tactics, um, shoot, move, and communicate, uh, using cover and concealment, maneuvering, um, you know, well, not non-permissive environments. A school isn't a non-permissive environment, but we're talking about all of that stuff. So I'm sure you're going to demonetize the video anyway. Uh, but hey, that's just for you to know that I am an expert in this. I hold a master's degree in homeland security, uh, drug cartels, counterproliferation of nuclear, uh, you know, nuclear, NBC, biological and chemical weapons. I'm that guy. But anyway, I'm sure that doesn't matter to you, YouTube. I voted for Trump. I'm conservative. I'm a straight Christian male. I married the wife. Uh, I married my wife and the mother of all of my children. And you hate that. I get it. Uh, but know that, you know, when you continue down this cancellation road, real accountability will come and it will come soon. All right, guys, there's, there's nothing else to say um, but then to dive in to this video. So hopefully the audio is working for you guys. And here we go. All right. So if you are not watching, you, you can, uh, we just saw the, the shooter. He just crashed his uh, his vehicle, um, everyone, there was a lot of speculation about that. It is a fact that he crashed his vehicle at 1128. Uh, here we now have the two, they called them bystanders, pedestrians. It appears that these people actually exited the school. Um, they probably heard and or saw the crash. So they went out of the school and, you know, at first they're kind of moseying over, uh, but then they really start to pick up the pace and start to run over. They see it's a crash site. Um, so you got to know that 911 calls were made 
right around this time. Uh, so if you're looking inside the circle, you can see that one of the guys takes off and then the second guy takes off. Guy falls, he does a stop, drop, and roll type maneuver. This is a stress-induce, a fear um, a fear response, guys. Uh, they did exactly the right thing. So we now know uh, shots fired right here. Boom, 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 boom. Um, outside the school, the guy, he, he shoots at, at the people who came out to see if he was okay um, because he's that type of D-bag. Um, but from this moment... From this moment, law enforcement's been called. People inside the school, no, they're, if, you, if you go and listen, and I'm not hearing, I just realized that I'm not hearing the, uh, I'm not hearing the audio myself. So let me just make sure that we got the right things going here. Yeah, there we go. And I can see the mic. All right. So I've got the warm fuzzy. Uh, hopefully you all can hear the video. Oh, I'm sorry. This part of the video is actually soundless. Um, no, no sound on this. Now, when we get inside the school, then we'll we'll have video. We'll have video and audio. So let's let's keep playing uh, and see what happens. So guys, again, if you're watching this, every time that I cut the video, I tried to make it painfully obvious by doing that frame and frame. So you'll see the image go to into that black square and get replaced uh, with another image. But here where I have it frozen, um, this is the infamous door that was propped open. Um, so what officials are saying, the official, official, official word on this door is now that a teacher um, looked out the door, uh, just like the two people that walked over, that a teacher went and looked out the door to see what was going on and they heard and or saw the gunshots and ran back inside and the door failed to latch. Uh, so, so that's what happened on the door here. Um, guys, I'm a fan of doors. I'm a fan of uh, fortifying um, a position. But a position, you know, a school cannot be fortified in such a way that could stop someone with a firearm from entering. Um, I mean... Maybe may, a, a school is not a Fort Knox uh, type of place. Uh, so uh, here we go. We're going to keep playing the video again. Long video. All right. So right here, you can see the gunman he walks in the schools, kind of looking around. Uh, it's very interesting to me that he's seen, again, not a conspiracy theorist, guys, but he seems to have some type, a very limited type of tactical knowledge based on the way that he kind of crests this corner. He didn't, he didn't pie it. He didn't have his weapon in the high ready. Um, but again, he's, he's got exceptional gear. I mean, I have a rifle just like this. I, I, I trust my safety uh, to Daniel Defense uh, weapons as well. Um, and you know, where he got the weapons and the ammo, uh, who knows? All of that stuff is is still up for debate. Uh, but this is important. So he's walking through, fixes his hair. You'll see there's a small child that comes. There's a small child here in the bottom left of the frame. Here, let me put my, let me get my head 
uh, added there. So there's that small child, the bottom left of the frame. And, uh, and the gunman opens fire and he does exactly what he's supposed to do. All right, so I want you guys to pay attention to that. 11.25, all right? 11.23, 11.23, in the top left corner, 11.23. Now, officials are saying that it's, it's very possible, likely maybe they've proven with ballistics, um, that this first volley of fire is actually... Um, him posturing, him him firing into the room and not actually striking students. Um, I, I, I heard and read that um, in and throughout the hearings. So whether that's true or not, I still don't know. They haven't released any um, actual evidence from the crime scene. But look at this now, 1125, you can see that bottom right. So this is less than two minutes from the initial shots fired. Law enforcement was already called. All right, you can see here in the bottom right corner, there, there was so much, there was so much talk about this being a barricaded subject. Guys, a barricaded subject is someone uh, who's, they've committed violence, they've issued threats against themselves or others, maybe they're suicidal. Um, they could even be a thief. The point is they have some type of interaction with law enforcement and then they are holed up somewhere. Or law enforcement has verifiable evidence, intelligence, maybe the marshals. This is like the work that they do all the time, the Fugitive Task Force. They have some extremely compelling uh, evidence that, to suggest that someone is in somewhere and they're ordering them to come out and they are not. That is a barricaded subject. Uh, that is a very dangerous situation, a lot of domestic violence and a lot of armed robberies uh, gone wrong where, where someone intervenes or where law enforcement just happens upon the scene or maybe they have an exceptionally fast response time. This is where we see barricaded subjects. Here in this video, you can hear shots being fired, and you can see these shadows on the bottom right. This is law enforcement. Now I'm going to play it, and you can see them come in. All right, so cop, 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 cop. These are police officers. They've got rifles. They've got pistols. They've got vests, and shots are actively being fired. So it is verifiably false, okay? Listen with your own ears. It is verifiably false at any time that this was a barricaded suspect. That's a lie. No one was confused about it. These three police officers here, and I usually don't like to say cops. I like to say law enforcement professionals. I have my doubts about them, okay? These individuals arrived on an active shooter scene and did nothing. Guys, we're going to talk about this more, and particularly we're going to get into some of the nonsense and, and the tactics, if you can even call it tactics, uh, that the Uvalde police and, and this interagency blob that formed. Uh, we're going to talk about that when we get back from the break.
If you have diabetes and you're on Medicare, you may qualify for a free continuous glucose monitor system. Managing your diabetes is crucial to your health. The new CGM systems can automatically manage your diabetes better for you. And by using a CGM system, you can eliminate forever one thing most people with diabetes hate the most, finger sticks. Now it's possible to manage your diabetes better, end the painful finger sticks, and get a new CGM monitoring system at little or no cost to you. We even provide in-home delivery and do all the insurance paperwork for you. Now is the best time to manage your diabetes better and get your continuous glucose monitor. Call now for details. Call 888-303-9136. 888-303-9136. That's 888-303-9136. Paid for by U.S. Med. The Fed is breathing down the stock market's neck. Investors are unloading risks like you wouldn't believe. Don't take my word for it. Just pull up your investment account and watch your portfolio go down like a fuel meter in a car with a hole in the gas tank. Despite widespread agreement that inflation was not going to happen, Bidenomics has swept the nation and has met one thing and one thing only, out-of-control inflation. Energy costs are up, fuel costs are up, rent, mortgages are up, and gas has risen to heights never reached in our nation's more than 240-year history. Maybe you thought crypto was the answer. Today, crypto is in a full-blown crash, with Bitcoin down 75% from its $68,000 yearly high, setting around $21,000 today. Guys, Forbes says a crypto winter is coming. This is bad, really bad. Before you throw up your hands in utter frustration, grab your cell phone and text Mobley to 989898. Once you do that, help is delivered directly to your phone in the form of a free info kit from Birch Gold. No one knows precious metals investing like the experts over at Birch Gold, and they're standing by ready to guide you through rolling over your traditional IRA or 401k into their tax-sheltered precious metals IRAs. Guys, you got to do this today. Text Mobley to 989898 to learn how. Help is just a text away. Text Mobley to 989898 before it's too late. Thanks for listening to The Joe Mobley Show, guys. So glad that you are here. Uh, if, if you just signed in, we are going through the Uvalde uh, shooting. We're, we're going through a lot of the footage. Um, if, if you're an audio listener, then you are going to hear a lot of those things. And if you're watching, then obviously you are going to see everything that went on that day. Uh, let me check these comments really quickly. Hey, Matt, uh, looks like Matt... Pamachian, thanks for joining the show. Uh, remember hearing that Arredondo say they tried dozens of keys on the door. Uh, you know what, Matt? He did say that. And whether they tried the keys or not, uh, the door was unlocked. Uh, the door was unlocked because they they revealed in trial they actually had a physical door in trial in the hearing. They actually had the physical door, not the door, but the same type of door from elsewhere in the school. Uh, the door's only locked from the outside. Um, so if I had to imagine, um, and based on 
based on this door that I can see in the right side. So you got to understand, like law enforcement, military, we need to pay attention to doors. Um, is it an outward opening door? Is it an inward opening door? Which direction, you know, what side of the door are the hinges on? Can I see the hinges? If I can't see the hinges, it's an inward opening door. And I need to look at the placement of the doorknob uh, because the door is going to open away uh, from that doorknob. The doorknob is going to take the wide swing. Okay, if I can see the hinges, one, if I can see the hinges, I can defeat the door very easily by removing the hinges with a hammer, with a crowbar. Um, this is breaching 101. This is something that many of these police officers should have been trained in. If not, then the Border Patrol agents who showed up 1,000% who are federal law enforcement officers who have gone to a federal law enforcement training uh, facility, a FLETC uh, training center, these are guys and gals who know how to breach. They know uh, single man and team room clearing operations intimately. They don't write tickets. They don't, uh, you know, they don't walk beats and chase crackheads and do all that other stuff. Uh, Matt says, Supreme Court said cops have no duty to act. This is why uh, they protect the blue line above all else. Matt Excellent point. I'm so glad you brought that up, guys. We are going to get back into the footage in just one second, but Matt brings up an excellent point. It is going to be exceedingly difficult to prosecute any of these law enforcement officers or to prosecute uh, the police chief who's the incident commander. They, unless their policies and procedures specifically prohibit some of the actions or really inactions that they took, um, you know, chief among those. The chief goes to the scene without a radio. So he's having to call people on his cell phone um, and, you know, communicate. So the chief, a leader, a leader on the ground, you, you guys need to understand how important a radio is. We're, we're thinking military operations. There's a radio man, a radio operator. This is someone that carries the radio around. They know how to work it. They know how to get signal, how to troubleshoot this thing, because no matter what, we've got to get word out. We've got to let people know where we are, what's going on, who the enemy is, what they look like. We got to let them know uh, vehicles, numbers, equipment, uh, training or untrained. You know, we have to let people know they. We need when reinforcements come, they need to know what they're getting into. The radio and the communication is so important in an environment like this, and, and in in a set of circumstances like these. Now, I want you to take yourself out of the school for a moment. The radio is so important that on the literal battlefield, that on the commander on the ground, okay, this, this lieutenant, captain, whatever, major in some instances, the commander on the ground is going to surrender their place in the battlefield, okay? This is, this is putting a weapon down. Uh, this is taking a knee. This is disengaging from the actual fight in an actual war zone for the purpose of communicating with the troops on the ground and with reinforcements, for letting people know what is going on, who needs to move where, what the obstacles are, what the priorities are. This is the job of a leader in a situation like this. This commander says, this police chief says, that he didn't want to not have both hands accessible for his weapon. You're the police chief. You are not a door kicker. It is not your job to be there at the front of the stack, okay? You're not a two-man. You're not kicking down doors. 
you are communicating. You are looking at the chess field of the battle, the chess field of the shooting, the chess field of the manhunt. You're looking at all of the circumstances and you are directing the movement of resources. You're coming up with tactical priorities. You're coming up with emergency response priorities. You're coming up with the crisis communication plan. You are dealing in that. Your priority is not having two hands on your weapon. Oh, and the last time I checked, the last uniform that I wore, law enforcement uniform that I wore, the radio attached to the uniform. Go figure. You know, it attached to the belt and it attaches to the top of the shirt. So what the hell are you talking about? That you didn't want to take your hands off of your what? This is nonsense. Absolute nonsense, guys. One of the worst things, some of my worst memories is when you were hearing, when you were hearing the shouts, the screams, and the cries of an officer in distress, an officer needs help call, and they are not telling you where they are. You, you hear this just radio silence. You might hear people in their body cam footage saying, call it out, call it out, call it out. They're asking, they're begging. We need to know where you are. We don't need to know what you're facing. We don't need to know if a person has a knife or a gun. We need to know where. If we can't get to you, then all we can do is stand by and listen to you die. And everyone, everyone who's heard these calls still can put themselves in those situations. So the fact that this this guy is going to try and sell the false bill of goods that surrendering his radio was the right thing to do. It was the absolute wrong thing to do. No one under any circumstances uh, should have tried to do this. Matt, I see your comment. Uh, they said that they tried dozens. I, I understand that they said they tried dozens of keys. You got to understand that the door was unlocked. Okay. And we're also going to show, uh, we're going to show later in the video. Law enforcement, we don't wait around for keys, okay? We get training into how to breach doors. You, you, you don't wait for a key to a door. Uh, there are multiple ways that you can kick a door. There are ways that you can shoot a door with a breaching shotgun. There are ways that you can dismantle a door with tools, with tools that they had on scene that we are going to watch with our own eyes, okay? They had crowbars. Uh, they had... Um, they have this specific type of bar that you'll see a fireman carry or SWAT team member carry. They had those on the scene. We're not waiting for keys. When you see the amount of law enforcement that is waiting in this hallway, there's no, this is not a bank door. This is an unlocked door in a school. That, that's what it is. So uh, let's, let's get back into the video, guys. All right, so look at these uh, heroes here. So they rush in and down the hall. So they're running towards the gunfire. This is like one of the only good things that law enforcement did that day. They're running towards the gunfire. This is a school. There are small, there are tender age children in this facility. You are hearing gunshots. Now them on the ground, they know that this is a rifle. Um, you know, they've heard enough gunshots to know the difference between a pistol and a rifle. Uh, it, it's a lot louder. Um, there's more of a percussive, you know, you, you can, especially inside a building like this, it's very likely that they could feel in their bodies as they approach the door uh, that this is a rifle being fired. Um, so they're, 
they're afraid. I get it. I would be too. You're in the school. It's going down. Gunshots are ringing off. All right. So here, let me just back up for just a second because um, the guys that came down the hallway, you'll notice that one of them has a He's calling out, shots fired. Uh, so this guy here, um, who's a reoccurring character in this whole circus, uh, has a pistol. And this is a hasty response. You'll see, like, his vest isn't even strapped on. This, this is a get your butts in the school, find and eliminate this threat, this threat to these children and these teachers in here. So hats off for just this, just, hey, we got here. We heard report of shots fired. We can hear shots fired. This guy has his patrol rifle. He made the right move. He's going to an active shooter. Think about this, guys. He knew that this was an active shooter because he didn't jump out of his patrol car and run into the school. He got his patrol rifle. Very likely it was in the car. Could have been in the trunk. It doesn't matter. This other guy does not wear this vest. He put this vest on, okay? He put this vest on before they ran into the school. So at least the three of these officers met outside the school and said, we need to get in there now. Um, so they start running into the school. The classroom is to the left. At this point, there are four heavily armed, supposedly heavily trained Uvalde police and Uvalde school police have said that they have just had, they've just had active shooter uh, training four schools earlier this year. Um, so, you know, here we are with these supposedly heavily trained, but definitely heavy, heavily armed and everyone wearing a ballistic vest, law enforcement officers. Uh, the, the classroom is just to the left. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six law enforcement officers. Guys, it is 11. 36. It's 1136. He entered the school at 1133. Look at the timestamp. Look at the timestamp. 1133. No shots have been fired yet. Law enforcement comes in. Look at all these cops. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven police officers. And what do they do? Oh, I just I just rewound the video. Seven cops, one gunman. What do they do? Standing in the hallway, they're pointing at things. <laughs> Nothing's happening. Eleven thirty-six.
Now, I want to say there are a lot of people. <clears throat> there are a lot of people going after this officer. Um, I'm about 70-30 on this officer on the bottom right's actions. So it turns out, and you you can hear him later in the video uh, saying that his wife is shot. It turns out that this is the officer in the bottom right um, who, who was removed, uh, forcibly removed and denied entry into the school because his wife uh, had called him and said that she was shot and bleeding out and dying and ultimately died. Um, if, if anyone has a semi coherent excuse for being like, for looking at their phone during an event like this, you could make an argument that it's this guy. I'm going to say, no, I'm going to say there's, there's no power in your phone or in her phone that can make the situation better. Um, you know, if we didn't know where the gunmen were, then maybe she could tell you where she is. She's in there. She's in there, man. She's in there with the gunmen. Um, so it, it's incredibly tough. Uh, and I, I get it. He's he's having last words with his wife via the cell phone um, that he keeps looking at. And, and my heart just breaks for this guy because he's going to see this. He's seen this footage and he... He was there, and he is going to labor over this for the rest of his life. Um, he's going to have tremendous mental health uh, issues. He's going to have tremendous regret. Because right here, right here, before, before he admits to his colleagues that he had just heard from his wife that she's been shot, and before more and more and more uh police officers and rank and egos and training discrepancies and nonsense enter the situation right now, he has the opportunity to go in there and do what a Border Patrol agent does more than an hour later. So I, I just, I feel for this guy, but put the phone away. The phone is not going to stop the killing. The phone is not going to help your wife survive this. You, with your training and with your firearm, going in and doing what you've been trained to do, that's what would have made the situation better. That's what would have uh, potentially saved your wife's life. And look, you can say, Joe, you're Monday morning quarterbacking this. These are the experiences that we learn from. Columbine, Virginia Tech terrorist attacks. This is what we learn from. And if I don't say this, I'm doing you a disservice watching this, and I'm doing the law enforcement community. And, and everyone who's a first responder, everyone who's a private citizen who carries a weapon and who's sought training and who's gone through the exercises of the reality of being in a situation like this, put your phone away when you have the training, when you have the firearm, when you have the, the, the capability of stopping this, then you task someone else with the phone, okay? If you're doing CPR on someone, you task someone else with calling 911 and telling them what's going on. If, if I'm going to clear, I hear a bump in the night and something's going down in my house, I get to taking care of the threat. My wife calls law enforcement. My wife rallies the children. My wife goes to the panic location. And we are on two separate worlds. I am threat focused and she is focused on getting reinforcements and protecting the children. 
It's just, it's just different jobs, guys. And I hate to be this way, but I, I will be the one to tell you if no one else will, this is not the time to be checking your phone to be checking in on your wife. This is the time for eliminating threats. And then you find your wife. So he sees them. He sees them and he fires out into the hallway. And they beat feet. They get the heck out of there. Guys, you have guns too. I talk to I talk about this issue all the time. Um, you know, when you shoot someone at a gas station, you go to a gas station and uh, an active shooter uh, event happens. Uh, so someone at the gas station starts killing people. I'm there pumping gas. Do I fire my weapon knowing that this is a high-risk environment because it's a gas station? There are lots of things. There are people there. There are cars there. There are also incredibly flammable uh, fumes in the air. And this is a really dangerous situation. It's analogous to law enforcement shooting into a classroom where there are small children. Yeah, you shoot. You shoot because someone else has decided to use deadly force. Someone else has decided. I'm not making the decision to be discharging a firearm at a school or at a gas station. They are making the decision. A firearm is already being used. A firearm is already being used. And you know what? It was just as likely, you know, for them shooting into the classroom and the potential to shoot a student, it was just as likely that after this little encounter that he executed everyone inside that room and they're out here playing, you know, playing chicken in the hallway and doing a bunch of bull crap. Yes, you shoot back. You're in the school and someone shoots at you, you shoot back. You solve the problem. You have to eliminate that threat. You have to stop the killing. The killing is happening. You have to stop it. So just in case you were wondering, you know, you you haters out there, just in case you were wondering if a gas station was a good place to cost me because maybe I, I might not use lethal force there, you're dead wrong. You're absolutely wrong. All right. So this guy in the head. You hear that? More gunfire. More gunfire. This is an active shooter event. This is not a barricaded suspect. He's not shooting at the police. They're nowhere to be seen. He's shooting kids right now. Right now, that those sounds are the sounds of children being shot and law enforcement sitting outside rubbing their heads. You are not shot in the head, my man. If you think that you are that injured, then you get off the X. You get out of the, the freaking scene. You go out. Because you're doing nothing. You're doing nothing but causing... Just causing all kinds of confusion. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. 
The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you, we promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800 985 all right, again, guys, this is not how you use cover. Uh, this this officer here on the right, the officer on the left is using cover beautifully. Uh, he's crouched down when he presents himself from around the corner. He tries not to present himself the same way twice. If you come out high, next time maybe you go down low. If you have a piece of cover that's got openings on both ends, maybe you want to do a high right and then a low right. Then maybe you come over and do a low left and then a high left. You don't use... You don't expose yourself from behind cover twice the same way. Uh, this is not something that's done. You definitely don't do what this guy's doing. His entire body is exposed. He's got a piece of solid cover here, a wall. Uh, he needs to get behind it. The weapon, the firearm is what needs to be cleared. Uh, and at least one eye, pro he's probably he's right-handed here, it looks like. Um, so he needs to expose enough of his head so that he can sight in and look down uh, and get you know positive target identification and get sighted up on the target. Uh, but none of that matters because this guy never comes out. He never comes out. And they they stare at this hallway until the cows come home. So that's him saying, my wife's shot. This is the guy. So I get it. From this moment on, put the phone away. Put the phone. I don't understand. You know, people made it sound like this guy was outside. They made it sound like a whole bunch of different circumstances. Now you have proof positive that your wife is shot. You arrived on scene so quickly, she's either in the room with him or in one of the directly adjacent rooms. She is, she is right down the hallway from you. 
what are we doing in the hallway at this point? This is what this guy is going to have to deal with for the rest of his life. And, you know, many of these law enforcement officers, just to be brutally honest, many of these cops that were on the scene that were involved in this cluster, you know what, of a situation are going to commit suicide or they're going to become alcoholics or drug addicts. They, they are in for a rough life. That, that's the facts and figures about these circumstances. This guy is making random, he's just doing random actions at this point. So the person in the front should be the rifleman. Okay, you want fire superiority and you want force superiority. You want to have you want you want to have the next level up of firearms and you also want to have more people. Maybe you want a 2 to 1, a 3 to 1, a 4 to 1 ratio. That's what you want. You you don't want, you know, one of him, one of me. One rifle, one rifle. So they have at the bare minimum equivalent firepower. They have fire superiority because they have a rifle and they have at least one rifle and six pistols. I also have to believe that at least one of the remaining six law enforcement officers has a rifle in their car. Why it's not in their hands, I could not freaking tell you. Uh, but the rifleman goes down. He should be at the front of the stack and these other two guys should be behind him. Here's another thing. You don't go down this hallway by yourself. All seven officers, maybe two or three of them peeled off and go to the other side. Maybe they maybe they just go for broke and three of them run across or one of them runs across because there's a door down here on the other end, runs across and opens that door to let the cops in. But this guy is going down range of the rest of the police officers that are all behind him. What are they supposed to do? What are they supposed to do if shots are fired right now and you are by yourself, we're not in the stack, we can't do a tactical fan, we can't fan out, we can't do nothing. What is this one-man band nonsense? And he knows it. He's, he's just kind of flittering. He's just kind of flittering. He doesn't know what to do. He crosses over to the other side, then he walks back. Yeah, this guy is kneeling back here. This entire situation is terrible. Okay, so he just realizes that his, his vest isn't even strapped on, so he puts his weapon away, goes strapping on, gets behind cover, and then for some ungodly reason, he's exposing himself from behind cover without his weapon, just asking to die at this point. And no one else on the scene says, hey, guy, get behind cover, your weapon's not out, you're fiddling around with your gear, but what are you doing right now? This is this is the kind of stuff that kills me. He's, he still does not have a weapon in his hands. He's fiddling around with his clothes outside of cover. This makes absolutely no sense. And guys, listen. This is why we need better training for police. This is why we need people like you a civilian to realize that it makes a world of difference the level of training and proficiency that an individual officer has, okay? You would rather have, there, there's always this argument. There, 
there should be less cops on the street. A regular part of law enforcement career profession needs to be training. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about an in-service training or school that you go to or qualification one or two days a quarter. No, regular training on a rotational basis. I'm talking uh, IPC interpersonal communication skills. This is talking, that gift of gab, that de-escalation tactic skill. Uh, breaching obviously needs to be a part of it. Physical hand-to-hand -hand combat. I'm talking striking. I'm talking uh, Muay Thai. I'm talking Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, okay? Subject control and compliance so that we don't need to rely on tasers and pepper spray and firearms so that we have the confidence and the physical know-how to restrain someone. Firearms training does need to be a part of that. But the tactics, guys, tactics wins, period. You, random layperson listening, Wherever you are, if you have a firearm to the back of a Navy SEAL's head, loaded, finger on the trigger, who wins that fight? You do. It's a tactical advantage. It doesn't matter that they're a SEAL. If you have the weapon pressed up against the back of their head, they might try a disarm. It's about a 50-50 shot that they'll be successful. If you are aware enough to be, you know that a weapon is a long range, a firearm's a long range weapon, you don't have to be touching the person with it. So you're, you've got a gun in the back of their head. You're a good four or five feet behind them. They die. Green Beret, Mossad agent, CIA, whatever. Tactics wins. Tactics. Tactics sets over everything else. You can be trained to the nines and have all of the equipment. If you don't employ tactics, then you die. It doesn't matter what this guy had. He's out there in the open, fiddling around with his clothes. This is why we need better training for law enforcement, guys. We need to take, you know, we need to take whatever the shifts are out on the streets and say it's 10 people patrolling. We need to go down to eight people patrolling and those two others are training. And that's how shifts need to go. And I'm telling you, when you have an event, you would much rather... A, a smaller number of highly trained responders versus a large number of poorly trained responders. Think about you. The higher up the echelons of combat you go, would you, would someone breaks into your house? Would you rather have these? You know, it ends up being twenty-something cops show up, or would you rather have four Navy SEALs? And the reason that you'd rather have the SEALs, even though they are much less in number, it's because they are more highly trained. That's what this comes down to. Training is everything. We need, we, we don't need to flood the zone with cops, with poor training, with all of this gear and poor training. We need better training. Sheriffs. Forget police chiefs, sheriffs. This is something you can unilaterally do. I don't care what your town council, what your board of supervisors, what your deli, I don't care what they say, how they feel about it. You are the expert. You are the conflict expert, the use of force expert, the law enforcement professional. Use your better judgment. If I have 100 deputies, I want 20 of those deputies training at all times, period. All times. 20 four, seven, night and day, because training that you do at night and you try and employ those skills in the daytime or vice versa, it's a train wreck. The driving training needs to be done day and night. The shooting training needs to be done day and night. The hand-to-hand -hand combat, 
the verbal communication skills, the radio skills so that you can identify things day and night. That would radically change, radically change law enforcement and policing in this country. That would radically change incidents like this. Here he is again. It is 11.40 now. He's crawling on his hands and knees like a Follows what? Three, four steps and he gets up and comes back. This is the cognitive distance. There he goes again, guys. He's walking down the hall. Do you know why this guy is doing this? This is cognitive dissonance because he knows that he is supposed to be in that classroom taking care of the gunman and his fear keeps pulling him back. And he's looking over his shoulders and his backup is just back here. These guys are not going to get prosecuted. It's, it's incredibly hard to prosecute someone for inaction. They only get prosecuted for action they took. To prosecute someone for inaction, and unless they've got some type of negligence, criminal negligence uh, statutes in Texas that I'm unaware of, but typically it is incredibly difficult to charge someone for not doing something because it's compulsory. The Supreme Court has already found that law enforcement doesn't have a duty to act. They don't. You think that. You think that they are required by law to come and help you. They are not. This is why I'm in favor of the Second Amendment. Now he's walking with his back turned, weapon down, his freaking head. This time he's being moved from his No one is questioning him. He's obviously. He's a detective or, or you know, what they call a white shirt, some type of officer, uh, captain, lieutenant. Some, he, he's a something, sergeant at the least, because no one is questioning the actions of this freaking idiot. He needs to be removed from the scene. If you need to get checked out, then you go get checked out. All right, here we go. Rifle, rifle, pistol, 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 vest, 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 vest. It's still coming out here. It is 11.44. Fast forward. It's 11.51. Border Patrol shows up. One of the agents has a, a negligent license card. Hey, guys, what, what's going on? All right, now we have a federal agent. A highly trained federal agent that does not chase common criminals, but that deals with cartels, that deals with transnational crime organization. Here we have it put it out. Sheriff's deputy putting up the ballistic unit. Eleven fifty-three. Okay, let's back up this ballistic field. Oh look, we've got all kinds of rifles. Now, now we've got the whole interagency thing going on. We got sheriff's department. We got police department, Uvalde uh, school police. We got federal agents. We got an interagency task force, guys. Can, can we get a Texas highway patrolman in here? And they'll be here soon. It's 11.53, 20 minutes after the shots have been fired in this school and in the small children, and they are still Guys, this is a squad. They are still out there looking like a bunch of kids with their junk in their hand, doing nothing. 
Look at these rifles sticking out. See these rifles sticking out of the bottom of the flame? What are we doing? This is not a barricaded suspect. What what do they think is happening right now with the children that have been shot? This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. All right, we'll see if this guy's got a radio. Look, the chief forgets the radio. He takes the radio from any of the other dozens of officers out here. This is important for the chief to have a freaking radio. You're out here on the scene. You see that your chief doesn't have a radio. You give him your radio. Basic. All right, we're going to fast forward here soon through this nonsense. Look, now we've got three ballistic shields. We've got three ballistic shields. We've got rifles out the wazoo. We're fast forwarding here. Look at, look at this time. Look at this body cam in the top left. Look at all of the cops just sitting there. Guys, this is unbelievable. Look at the stack. Look at the stack in the top left. You can't even get more cops on this board. Shots fired. Uh, what's the time on there? It's it's covered by the live icon. It looks like 1221. 12.21, we have additional shots fired. So anyone, any one of these cops right now that says we believed it was a barricaded suspect, if they say that in court from this moment on, they should go to prison for perjury. You can one, you can hear the gunshots, but just in case you missed it somehow, you can hear the cops echoing, shots fired, shots fired. Pick up your ballistic shields or don't pick them up. Get your butts in there. Do your freaking jobs. All right, let's let's hold the channel. Obviously, we're coming in. All right. Everyone hold the channel. They're obviously going in. All these cops, all this gear, all this training. All right, so we're speeding up through it again. Hey, look, if you're a radio listener, I'm so glad that you're here. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, this is where we are going to leave you. Uh, there's plenty more show. All you got to do to get it is go to djmobleyshow.com. That's where you can find all of my channels. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Rumble. You can check out my Getter profile. All my live streams are there. Um, 
all over the internet, guys. There's no reason to miss it. Again, huge thanks to Birch Gold for uh, putting on today's show. Text Mobley to 989898 to get your free information kit from Birch Gold. Uh, guys, I highly recommend that you go and watch the rest of this episode. This one is going to be on YouTube as well. I don't always put my show on YouTube, uh, but I decided to put this one uh, out there and roll the dice with the moderators over there. Uh, but anyway, thanks so much for listening to the Joe Mobley show on the radio, guys. It's also a podcast. Make sure that you like, share, and subscribe. However you're consuming this, obviously you can't like or share the radio, but you can tell someone uh, about the show, like, share, subscribe, however you're consuming the content, guys. Uh, if you want to be a financial supporter, then you can go to my website. You can check out the links below. It's also going across the bottom of the screen, djmobileshow.com slash donate. I've got PayPal. I've got Cash App. I've, there's literally any way that you can give. Uh, you can give. You can buy my merchandise on my website and come out of the conservative closet yourself. My gear is the best gear to do that. Heck, there's an address on there on the website. You can mail uh, cash if you wanted. I wouldn't recommend mailing cash, guys. Uh, but here we go for everyone else. We're going to get back into the video. All right. So uh, shots fired and they've done nothing. They all went down the hall and there's a whole lot of standing around. Obviously, I've sped this up. You can see the timer up there on the top left of the frame. Uh, no, the cops are not walking in fast forward. That would be interesting. So this guy, shorts and the t-shirt, he must have been off. Just a rule. I always wear pants. I'm wearing pants right now. Um, but you you don't wear shorts in the battle. That's that's just kind of a rule. Um, but hey, I mean, all they're really doing is standing around. So why not? Shorts and crocs, right? All right. So we hear all this talk about SWAT, 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 SWAT. Well, what is SWAT? Do these people not have special weapons and uh, tactics, special weapons and training? Like what? I'm talking about people in multicam with the rifles and all the cool gear. You know, the cool guys, they look really weird. Look, here they come now. Yeah, where, where are these two? They're not members of some tech team. Do you have an old car sitting around your house? Maybe you're even paying insurance on it. Well, if you don't need that car anymore, donate it, running or not, to the United Breast Cancer Foundation. They will even come and pick it up for free and give you a receipt for a tax donation. Breast cancer screening could save the life of someone you love. And right now, they need your help. They want to save more lives through early detection by offering women free or low-cost breast screening exams. And that's what your old car helps to pay for. So get your phone out and call right now to donate your car to the United Breast Cancer Foundation. Remember, they will come pick it up for free and give you a tax donation receipt. Call right now at 800-245-0823. 800-245-0823. That's 800-245-0823. 800-245-0823.
we have to talk about what's going on in the stock market. We are in a full-blown bear market. The Wall Street Journal says the stock market entered a bear market last week as investors took another look at Friday's red-hot inflation data. Guys, they didn't like what they saw. Just in case you missed it, the inflation rate is now 8.6% annualized from month-over-month figures. Guys, this is bad, really bad. If you've been ignoring the signs, you can't afford to ignore them anymore. It's time to take action. Get your money out of the stock market and into a tax-sheltered precious metals IRA with my friends over at Birch Gold Group. Birch are the best in the biz, and that business is securing the value of your hard-earned savings. Birch has a free info kit that tells you all about their offerings and how you can roll over your IRA or your 401k today. It's easy. All you have to do is text Mobley to 989898 to receive your free gift. Text Mobley to 989898. Mobley is spelled M-O-B-L-E-Y. Text Mobley to 989898 before your financial loss is locked in forever. All right. So this guy, you're being a real hero making a difference here, pointing out that this guy's got a light discharge. Who cares? I don't give a crap about this light or the fact that he's got a negligent light discharge. Who cares? What are we going to cut power? And there it is. 12.35, do you see what this guy walks by with? This is, it's not the master key. The shotgun is the master key. Um, but this is a crowbar over his shoulder. Um, some people call it a T-bar, uh, but it, it you're hard-pressed to find a door that this tool uh, cannot beat. You get a lot of torque. You can get a lot of leverage off of that. It's made out of steel. Okay. And then the genius piece. The genius chief at 1235 has stand by. Here it comes. I I put the text on the screen so you can read it. Um, But hopefully the volume's loud enough you can hear it. This far into it, stand by, we got SWAT on the way. Are you kidding? What what is SWAT going to do? Guys, this is really unbelievable. Oh, something's happening. Um, we're waving someone. A, a sniper? Guys, I truly don't know what is going on in the mines. Are Is there a single tactician down here? Like right now, Over an hour into this thing, we're deploying a sniper to an active shooter event. You'll be hard-pressed to find a lot in the literature about deploying snipers at active shooter events because you don't. You don't. You don't. You do deploy snipers with barricaded suspect, barricaded subject. That's something that you deploy a sniper to. 
if you've got some examples of active shooter events that were uh, mitigated by the use of a sniper, this is get out of his way. He's he's got to go. He's, he's got to go. This is literally insane. And we got this guy who's not a police officer, who's some type of medic. Probably an EMT guy. Don't know why he's on an active shooter stand. Oh, good, good. It's It's 12.46. And he stops this guy, takes his backpack off. This is. This is nuts as well, okay? This this is the problem with centralized command versus decentralized command. Lots of agencies here, um, obviously some law enforcement, some non-law enforcement. This guy in the gloves and the black shirt giving instructions here with the, uh, with the stethoscope around his neck, I... If I had to venture a guess, I would say that he's an EMT lieutenant, captain, major. Um, and that's based on the fact that not just that he has the gloves and he has a stethoscope, um, but he doesn't have a weapon. And if you look at EMTs, EMTs very oftentimes try and blend in. They're first responders and the work they do is awesome. But they do try and attach themselves to law enforcement. Guys, those are two different jobs. They don't carry weapons. They, they, they're not wearing ballistic vests. They're really, I mean, to my knowledge, I don't know what's going on in Texas, uh, but they're not allowed on scene uh, until it's secure. Uh, but this guy giving direction, and he's just like, I'm here. And they're, they're kind of responding like mobs, just like instinctual nonsense. He's getting this guy. This is a med kit on this guy's backpack. So this guy, uh, the guy that he's he's saying, hey, he stopped him and said, hey, take this off. And I, I have to believe, look, they said we're breaching. They said breaching, breaching, breaching. This guy, he's kitted out. He seems to obviously be a member of a tactical team, probably a medic, uh, probably an, a TEMT, a tactical emergency medical technician, someone that has... EMT training, and who also has tactical training and breaching and the use of firearms and subject uh, compliance techniques, all of that stuff. So like a, cat, a cop who's also an EMT, uh, who's carrying a medical bag, okay? Just in the military, we would just said medic. This is someone, you know, a 68 whiskey in the army, you know? They, they know how to use a rifle. They know how to shoot, move, and communicate. They know how to do all this is almost like an infantryman light, but they have this medical training. This is their their purpose when they're not killing things. They're They're trying to stop people from dying. Well, you know what they need? You know what they train to do? They train to fight with this bag on their back. You know why? Because if they get shot or if someone next to them gets shot, you know what they need? They need the freaking bag. So it doesn't make any sense that this guy stops him. He should have, he should have just put his arm up and waved that guy off. Don't touch me. Don't get me to turn around. This is an active shooter seen here and the gunman is this way so once you are behind this way then you don't exist anymore okay 
this guy is obviously this guy in the black is obviously an idiot because look at what they just acting in, instinctively he's hey we're breaching we're going now this guy is stopping me whatever you he, he should have just ignored him completely takes the bag off is him, is he doing someone else now when someone gets shot which doesn't happen but now when someone gets shot the medic is oh sh- I, I don't have my my med kit and he runs to the guy and and says hey you took my med kit and then that guy says now now people are being shot that guy says oh well i i gave it to you know i'm tom i gave it to larry no you don't do this this is why military ifax everyone carries their own individual first aid kits okay um, many law enforcement officers do as well. But these medics, these tactically trained medics, they carry that gear and they fight with that gear on their back. And when it's appropriate for, for them to disengage from the fighting or when the fighting is over, then they swing that bag out and boom. They set it down a certain way. They know where all of the instruments and tools are. This is, there is so much done wrong in this whole scene. And I refuse to just surrender to the don't Monday morning court. These are training errors that can cost and have cost and will cost lives. And for me, uh, with my expertise to to just call it what it is to just say, Hey guys, this is something that we should not do. This is something that we should not do. We, we, we should not be uh, removing the tactical med kits from tactical medics. Nope, it needs to be with them. It is If it's not with them, it's useless. Almost as useless as, look at, look at the amount of tops that are in this hallway now. I lost count, but at this point, this is the 20-something. All right, so shots ring out. Most everyone in the hallway is running. They're trying to get the heck out of Dodge. And what we now know, what's actually happening is good guy with the gun. He happens to be law enforcement, but really any good guy with a gun will do. But the off-duty Border Patrol agent has had enough. This is nonsense. And he's, he goes in with a shotgun that he borrowed from a barber. And all the king's horses and all the king's men out here looking like a bunch of freaking idiots. Useless. And one guy with training in a firearm goes in and picks it this time. We got the hoppy guy from, from way back when. I, I'm surprised he's still alive. And brought out. This is. This is truly an unbelievable, an unbelievable event. Um, so without rehashing the whole thing, guys, active shooter events are not barricaded subject events. Active shooter, you always go in. Action, meet 
in action, you have you have tragedies like this. Action needs to be met with action. Force needs to be met with force. Or what? You walk away, you surrender, you surrender the school, you surrender the children. No. Force needs to be met with force, okay? There were law enforcement officers on scene with rifles of training within minutes. Two minutes. I mean, for them not to just be fired, at at the very least, they should be fired. And it's not because, hey, no one gets everything right. This is too big of an error. And I have no trust in these same law enforcement officers who were cowards that now something has changed since Uvalde, that now in their little spirit, they say, well, next time I'll do better. No. No, you won't. The the amount of cognitive dissonance, you know what you do with an active shooter event, you go in. And now as an armed citizen, yeah, I've I've got lots, I've got tons of training, but now I'm just a free citizen. I know what to do to end those things. And it's 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 just completely nuts that this that this happened in this way. It's completely nuts that the chief didn't have a radio. We went over it, guys. And you know, if you've not experienced that, you can get on YouTube and you can hear officer distress calls and you can hear everyone waiting with bated breath, listening to call out the location. But somehow this police chief, a chief, a senior most officer in a department missed the memo on the the importance of communication. This is something that he's supposed to be writing his officers about, calling things out, knowing where you are. (sighs) Honestly, there are so many people saying so many things about this. Um, Most Democrats are saying guns, guns, guns. Uh, Republicans are having their own cognitive dissidence because back to blue, back to blue, back to blue. And now they're like, oh, this is kind of effed up. Like, I I don't know what went on there. This is a massive training failure. Okay, schools, schools are the only thing where we've had tragedy. And in the aftermath of these tragedies, namely shootings, we haven't fortified the target. We haven't hardened the target. Um, banks, you know, bank robbery becomes a big thing. Then we have, we have steel doors, we have silent alarms, we have glass break sensors, and we have armed guards, guards with guns, vests, and training guard our money. They guard our gold. They guard our diamonds. They guard our important documents, but not our children, which is messaging that the children aren't as important as those things. The children aren't as valuable as the money in the banks or the gold in the vaults or the diamonds in the stores. We've had so many school shootings, Columbine, Virginia Tech, Sandy Hook, Uvalde, and still the, the top line in the debate is guns. It's it's security, guys. It's not guns. It's security. Schools need to be made secure. 
dollars need to be invested into security for schools. That is the answer. The TSA, the Department of Homeland Security exists because, and the ODNI, Office of Director of National Intelligence, all of that stuff exists because after an attack, they fortified it all. And now we have the wonderful experience of TSA at the airport. So if jewelry heist and bank heist and gold heist and important document theft and even historical artifact, historical, historical, historical artifact and historical document uh, theft, if all of that, if all of those events triggered the security response where we need to fortify these targets, we need to make them harder to get into, we need to make them harder to destroy, harder to damage with physical barriers, with surveillance, with electronic solutions, and also with heavily armed and heavily trained security. If that's the answer for all of those other things. Then please, someone explain to me the argument why it's not the answer for schools. It was the answer for banks, for museums, uh, for jewelry stores. Across the board, security. But for schools, it can't be the answer. It can't be that. That makes absolutely no sense. This law enforcement response makes absolutely no sense. Um, will justice be done? I mean, justice was enacted against the shooter. He's dead. But that's exactly where he should be. Um, these, these cops that... They're not going to get charged. They're not going to get convicted with anything. Uh, but they should all be removed. They, they should all be fired and, and not in a way where they just move to different departments. But they, they need to be disallowed from law enforcement, uh, in, in my opinion, because these, these errors are just too egregious. Uh, well, guys, that's the show that I have for you today. Um, went a little bit over the hour. Thank you so much for hanging in. Thanks for joining the DJ Mobley Show. I hope that you are becoming more uncloseted every day. I hope that you are, you know, speaking those thoughts, opinions, and beliefs just out over the airwaves. I hope you're being that squeaky wheel at work um, and uh, just letting people know what it is that you believe in, what your thoughts are, letting people know that, you know, if, you're, if you voted for Trump, you voted for Trump. If you want to vote for him again, uh, just letting people know all of that stuff. Guys, easiest way that you can support the show is by making sure that you are subscribed wherever you're watching or listening. Um, like it if you're on Rumble, Getter, YouTube. Make sure that you like this episode. Make sure you follow uh, the profile or subscribe to the channel. Make sure that you rate and review this if you're a podcast listener. Uh, you know, let people know that you like it by giving me a five-star review and, and a little note, you know, rate and review. It's awesome. I read all of those reviews. I've got dozens and dozens of reviews uh, that I love getting from you guys. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, you can drop me a line. The email address is ask at djmobleyshow.com. I get all of those emails and I respond to every single one unless it goes to the spam folder. For some reason, it's ask at djmobleyshow.com. Guys, I hope you have a wonderful day. We're talking with um, a wonderful guest tomorrow. 
um, whose name just escaped me. It's uh, I have Dr. Graham stuck in my head. One second, guys. One second. Uh, we've got Dr. Miriam Grossman, who, uh, if you don't know who she is, she was in the documentary um, from Daily Wire, What is a Woman? Uh, and she was awesome. She absolutely rocked it. Uh, we've got her on the show tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, if you've got any questions that you'd like for me to ask her, uh, best thing to do is join the live stream and type those questions into the chat. Uh, that's going to be probably the Rumble chat's the best way to do it. Or you can email your questions to ask at djmobleyshow.com. Guys, that's all I got. I hope you have a good one. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to djomobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.